Now is the time to accelerate innovation. T-Mobile for Business is powering Formula One Las Vegas Grand Prix operations and epic fan experiences with secure, reliable 5G connectivity. Because an event this big and this fast deserves a network that can set the pace. See what our 5G advanced network solutions can do for your business at T-Mobile.com slash now. View 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. If you're desperately, hopelessly bored in a land where the people don't speak English primarily, the DDFP might be the answer for you. David. Damashek football program available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi, hello, football fans. Welcome to the Dave Damashek football program. You just heard my voice out at uh, Rams and Chargers camp. They did a joint camp last week. We paid a visit. We kibbisked with uh, Casey Hayward. Johnny Hecker, and who else did we talk to out there? Talk to Cooper Cup. Oh, and to Cooper Cup. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was, a, it was a wonderful time. It was the start of the fight for L.A. I encourage you, Nate, demand that you go back and listen to that very fine DDFP, as well as the one we did with uh, CBS Sports' Will Brinson. A year ago, if you didn't notice at the time, he and I agreed that Matt Ryan would finish the 2016 season as the fourth best quarterback in the NFC South. Then Matt Ryan won the MVP, so we figured we needed a mulligan on that. Things got even uh, hotter this time around. I, I, I assure you, Saints and Falcons fans, you will be quite steamed with uh, with our, uh, our our verdicts for the 2017 season. You'll like uh, you'll like what we had to say about. Were you Cam the reason Chase. that things got chippy at that practice? Um, I don't want to say I was or I was not. You know, maybe I shouted some uniform. Uh, thoughts at both teams, and uh, they started to feel bad about themselves. And, right. uh, yeah, and, and, and it went south from there. You hear the voice uh, there. Let's say hello to her right now. You see her all over NFL media on every platform, Facebook, Twitter, the network, and beyond. Here she is, everybody, Cynthia Freeland. Daughter here to steal the show Back in the day she had a mullet with a funky flow Running marathons for her fitness goals On the DDFP she got the stat control That's enough! That's it! Are you cool now if I cut your music off a little earlier? Yes. We don't need to hear the whole thing. Great stuff by the one-man house band Dick Banks. How did you feel, uh, Cindy Freeland? You're our resident uh, Detroit Lions fan. How do you feel about the new get-ups? 
they're going to look great until about January 1st, and then we're going to put them on a shelf for a full year. Yeah. I, you know, I like them. They are definitely an upgrade. I never understood the black um, accents that they added to the uniforms, but I don't like the need. It's, it suggests low self-esteem that they have to put the word Lions on the uniform, you know? If you're iconic enough, you're an NFL football team. You don't need the label that you're the Lions. We we know who you are. I do like the new Lion. I think he's a sleeker, more modern Lion. Fine. Like, I think he's he's his profile is one that there's a really cool new era hat that's all gray, grayed out line, grayed out everything. It kind of suggests like malaise and perhaps depression, but I think it's an awesome hat. So All right, <laughs> fine, <laughs> wear it. But you know, like I say, you know, that's brownsy area to, to like we have to put Great. the word Browns on our on our stuff so that everybody knows where the Browns you're an NFL football team act like it don't label it don't, you don't need the label Lions I mean hey here's something I want to tell everybody if you're feeling low I gotta and by the way Jeff Schwartz uh, one of our favorites here Shecky award winner of 2016 Woo-hoo! joining us in just a second here but I do want to say something um, and it comes from the heart when I was a kid I used to uh, I used to always say when I when I grow up and I take the world over my first order of business will be shortening the school week to four days and shortening the school year to four months. And instead, the man to this point has won. He has not only ignored my pleas, he's gotten the exact opposite direction now. And, uh, and, and like kids are going back to school. My kids started today. school today. It's August. And school doesn't start till after Labor Day. What gives the man? What game? What diabolical game are you playing? Here's a little pick me up for the kids out there. I so listen. I made a promise. I haven't come through. I've let you down. This I feel like is on me to some degree. The buck stops here, unlike it does in uh, 1600. Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about, right? SAT Cindy. scores. No, S- Cindy. SAT scores. Is that Things what we're talking are about? Things grim in uh, over you know, there. In, I, uh, in the White House. Terrifying everything. The whole world. It I'm really, just going to stay inside and do math. It's gross stuff. I'm not going to launch into the whole thing. Yeah, no. I encourage you to watch all the 1600 to me is in perfect Watch Jimmy SAT Kimmel. Score. Jimmy Kimmel's laying it down. He's Jimmy speaking Kimmel's for hilarious. the vast majority of America He's right amazing. now. Dig up uh, what he has to say about the, uh, the ridiculousness that is happening over there. Meantime, here's a pick-me-up for all the kids out there. I didn't like doing school. I never liked it. I never appreciated having to listen to what the man decided to, uh, was important to put in my head. You know what? I just put up a blockade. I put. I built a wall. You know what? I built a wall. Who and I paid it? for it. You paid for it. Okay. Who's yelling hello? Is that Schwartz? <laughs> he wants in. Is that Schwartz yelling hello over there? Bring him in then. Let me. I'll, Bring him I'll, in. First. He needs to hear this list. All the way from uh, Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina, he toiled in uh, in the National Football League. That's how he won the Shecky Award for our, fo- our favorite football playing guest in 2016. Here he is, everybody, at Jeff Schwartz, spelled G-E-O-F-F Schwartz. It's Jeff Schwartz. What's the poop, fella? Oh, I'm doing great. Football started. That's the best, best time of year. You count, so you as an NFLer count August as the NFL has started. Well, when I was playing, probably not. But now as fans sitting at home uh, waiting for football to start, I for sure count it as starting. And uh, Game of Thrones has started too. Are you enjoying oh, the season? Yeah, Yes, it has. All right. The, the next two episodes are going to be – it's going to be fantastic. Will Did you read the spoilers? Did you read the spoilers? 
No, no, no. no. Okay. We're not going to talk okay. about the spoilers. And in fact, we're quite careful to announce we're about to launch into Game of Thrones talk and give a spoiler alert. We have our proper mini podcast with Spaghetti, Sully, and Savvy coming up at the back end of this show. Schwartz, uh, maybe we can kibitz about that later on. Let's jump into it. Oh, but before we do, though, Schwartz, before uh, before I heard you say hello, I was getting into something that comes from the heart, and that is... Uh, Truancy. I'm trying to pick Advocating up... I'm, truancy. I just don't like that the teachers, I don't like that the man has decided what is important to put into my young brain and to the young brains of millions of young people. I, you know, this chemistry hokum, I don't, I don't need that. If I'm going to med school or I'm going to be some sort of researcher, then fine. But it's a very broad thing to say everybody has to take chemistry. I don't care. Wait, I don't, I, here's no, my question, no, thank though. you. If you've never <laughs> had even a little bit of exposure to chemistry, how do you like? How do you potentially know that you want to be a chemist or a doctor? I don't know. That's not my job to figure that part out. All I know is I resented having to do it for more than one school year. Same goes for, and I've said it many times Why before. Why are you taking chemistry for more than one year? What's with this? pre-calculus jazz I never I never did well enough in it to ever reach trigonometry but I mean how far down the rabbit hole did you make it to calculus I don't remember to be I I can sincerely tell you my sister was a year younger than me and remains a year younger than me in school (laughs) but in school she was somehow in a math class ahead of where I was even though she was a year younger than me Okay. I don't care. And you know what? Does that embarrass me? No, no, it does not. I don't care. I didn't I didn't care about it. All, you know what you need to learn, everybody? You ne- need to learn how to read and write. That's it. That's what you need. After that, and you need to know how to add and subtract and maybe multiply up through 11 or 12. And then that's it. Then go read books and learn how to articulate. What kind yeah. of, like, but who curates the books that you read? Damashek. Oh, okay. So you're going to redo the whole educational system. We're going to dig in on pro football in just a second. But I want to, I want a little pick-me-up for all the people out there, all the young people out there within the sound of my voice who agree with me that school is for suckers. And the man is uh, has his boot on your throat already, and it only is going to stay there. As you go into the real <laughs> world, then you don't even get a few weeks off in summertime. Then you have to keep on I'm working. I'm so glad that you had me on for this conversation as a person with a college degree – an MBA and a master's. Thank you for that. I, I appreciate the insult. Great. It's a, you know what? Here, <laughs> Thank you for telling me I wasted my money. Can Fine. I tell you something? Joke's on you. Because guess why? <laughs> no, do you think, has anybody ever, here's, here's, here's my proof. No one has ever, my life is, it proves what I always say about the oh, need boy. for everything else. Or for the school and college and all that jive. And no, oh, get into a good Ivy League school and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you something. No one has ever once asked me for proof that I actually went to college. Oh, no that, that actually happens to people all the time. They no get one, blown up for, like, lying about No whatever. one has ever asked for my GPA, for me to confirm what my GPA was in school. Listen, if you want to go and Dave, be a, I love you, but, like, when you get jobs, like, in, you know, a lot of my as friends— As a doctor— or, or a lawier, then they are going to check your GPA. schools or, you know, often like management consultants. If you want to go to more school, right. You no, need your or, GPA but, if you want to go to more school. Like if you want to work for Google, which is a very great company that feeds you dinner, you actually, you have to give them everything. Since when I interviewed with them, it was like, what was your pre-SAT score? What was your high school GPA? What was your SAT? All and who's checking it? They do. 
Ah. They're HR. I'm telling you. All right. All right. Go, go however Tech you Nation. want. Look, Cynthia Freeland and I are seated uh, two and a half feet away from each other. You choose your path. You want to go down Cindy's road? <laughs> Have at it. Go, go spend the next decade in school. Or be like Damashek and live. Don't don't survive. Live. Now, <laughs> here's what I want to tell some people real quick, and then we talk pro right. football. All right, all right. Here's a little pick-me-up for everybody. Don't listen to my anecdotes because, uh, you know, ultimately I remain a dope who just lucked into cracking wise for a living. Now, these are some other names of people who did not graduate Graduate. College. Graduate. They that dropped is, out. That is a distinction here. These are people who didn't feel and, and things turned out well for them. Men named, people named, Steve Jobs, LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett, Richard Branson, Dave Thomas from Wendy's, Michael <laughs> Dell, Rachel Ray, Bill Gates, Kanye West, Tiger Woods, P. Diddy, Mark Zuckerberg, Wolfgang Puck, David Geffen, Oprah, like Abe Lincoln. To, everyone went to Stanford or Harvard. They just didn't finish. Abe Lincoln, I just said. Did you hear my what I said? My favorite president. You know what? Times were a little different then. I think he's... He, Times like, were a little different then. Are they? Are they that different? <laughs> we have the internet, yes. Abe, Andrew Carnegie, Ben Franklin, the smartest American of all? Do you really have Christopher Columbus on this list? Not Christopher <laughs> Columbus. I assume we're talking... Eddie Spaghetti made this list for us. <laughs> Be, uh, Chris Columbus, I assume you mean the uh, director. Uh, <laughs> he stands by his list. You wrote, wait a second, that's Christopher Columbus? <laughs> sail the ocean blue. I love it. I love it. He, say, he doesn't just go Christopher Columbus. He writes down Chris Columbus. <laughs> Your pals. I love him. I love it. I love hey, it. great. Henry Ford, James Cameron, the director, John D. Rockefeller, Jimmy Dean, the sausage king, Russell Simmons, Simon Cowell, Thomas Edison, and Walt Disney. You know what all those great names have in common? We can cut uh, his pal Chris Columbus from the list. <laughs> but everybody, I mean, listen, these are successful people. In Christopher the, Columbus was successful. Well, he was Actually, all, his, I, I, he's, he's also got some uh, some bad stuff in common with our, our current president. But. I actually, as smart as I am at math, I'm like historical, anything to do with history. I, I learned it he for was the a test, bad guy, right? took it, and then forgot everything after. So my friends get a kick out of playing a game with me about, like, what happened at the Alamo. I'm like, something. You're supposed to remember it, but I don't. And literally, my friends are like, all the time. You really don't know what nothing. happened at the Alamo. Nope. See? I'm, Damashek. As far as history is concerned, I'm like, blank. Damashek got a 96% on my... Uh, oh, I got a good grade on it. No, I got a 96% on my words about uh, uh, about what happened at... Uh, at uh, the, the Alamo? Al at the Alamo. No, actually... I didn't, I didn't listen to any of it. I didn't care. Yeah, listen. I was like, this why? seems like a boring Why? Story. Because back to my original point. Here's the, the cheat man of life. The man tried to make me. Here's the cheat on life. If you can write and you can speak, you can talk your way or write your way around what you don't know. But that's, Or that's actually, actually, this list would prove that you should probably do something in tech because you can be a billionaire without finishing school. Yeah. This is what this list actually Guess what? teaches me. Guess what? Mate, choose your own path. My last word on this is... Stay in school. Don't just survive. Stay in school. That's my message. Live. And you know who lived Lived several of his You're right. Years. I haven't as lived. A pro I'm actually dead. As a pro football player, he did it. It's Jeff Schwartz. So what's happening with you, Schwartz? How's uh, summertime gone? How's your brother doing? Who's in a better spot right now? Your brother, Mitchell, who's still toiling in camp, sweating and all that, or you? Peace sitting. Kingdom. Uh, 
sitting well, uh, in, in the uh, in the fancy chair there. Oh, this chair is very far from fancy. Um, probably me right now. Right now, me. I, I think when the season starts and that, that paycheck shows up on Wednesday for my brother, it's probably Mitch. Hmm. But for right now, I'll take my life. It's, do you, it's been do you awesome miss, seriously, though, do you miss the, on any level, the, you know, it is sort of counterintuitive the running into other large human beings and everything else, but there is something that uh, speaks to guys who do it for a living. Do you miss the action at all right now? The only thing I do miss is I like to use the term physically reducing your opponent. Like I miss <laughs> knowing that I dominated that guy in a rep or, you know, he got me and I get him back the next play. That's the only thing I miss. I don't miss meetings. I don't miss camp. I don't miss the feeling of, uh, soreness after a game. I don't miss any of that stuff. I just miss that feeling of uh, physically fighting somebody because you can't do that. I can't do that anymore in life, and nor do I really want to anyways. Well, but did you, for the record, did you ever physically dominate anyone in the NFL? No, I just fooled them for eight years. <laughs> just, just, just like you're doing now, right? Works That's exactly. Well. Don't shoot back at me, Schwartz. And by the way, <laughs> you can catch Schwartz. I'm sure you already have on his fancy radio show when he fills in. He's on it on Outkick, the coverage with uh, with Clay Travis. Sometimes uh, Schwartz even fills in there, and yet my phone never rings. Like, hey, Dave, you want to come on and kibitz with me? If you want to wake up between 3 and 6 a.m. out there, please, feel, uh, I'll get you on the show. All right, listen, don't – I feel like what? that's early. Too little, too late, Schwartz. You know what, though? <laughs> Not too late to reveal this to you. Like I mentioned, you won the 2016 Shecky Award for our favorite football-playing guest. And now the cherry on top of the awards for you. On the digital wall of fame, among the names Jones Drew, Taylor, Newman, Tucker – and Hawk and uh, Jenkins and Averill now <laughs> hangs the blue Giants jersey of one Jeff Schwartz, number 74, Muzzletuff. That's exciting. So that's where my jersey went. I love it. Yeah, it's hanging now for all of time or awesome. until I get canceled. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully it hangs for all of time. All of time. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's jump into it now, shall we? Uh, we're gonna we're breaking out the ten foot pole. The Czech Republic has uh, sent us some poll questions, P O L E, of course, and uh, we'll get to those in one second. Do you want to do that first, or do you want to talk about Zeke Elliott and his suspension? I think we should talk about twenty one. That seems to be the big story let's, in the NFL right now. Let's get that out of the way. Okay, let's and, do that first. And uh, Cindy Freeland, uh, you lead the way here. First of all, put on your green visor. Oh yes, let's do it. It's time for Cynthia to synthesize Zeke Elliott and what will become of the Dallas Cowboys with that great offensive line. Although, in case you haven't noticed and you're just buying the narrative that they have the most dominant offensive line, they have some pieces rotating out, and it may not be as dominant. We're going to dig into it. It's time to synthesize it with special guest <laughs> Jeff Schwartz. You two take it away. You like the hat, Jeff? Can you see it? It's okay. it's awesome. Yeah, right. Okay, so ultimately, I didn't. I wanted to analyze this from the perspective of how many wins, what this impact if it's fully six games. So right now, this analysis is based on six games. What will happen to the Cowboys' chances to win maybe ten games if Ezekiel Elliott is suspended for the full six games? So I just went with six, and we went there. So for me, the um, and obviously, whenever you project season win totals in the preseason year, there's part luck, part 
It's, it's a lot of luck, but there's sure. some art, some science to it, right? So if you look at Zeke's 5.1 yard per carry average last season, two and a half of those yards are before contact, which is about top five in the league, and 2.6 is after, which is also top five in the league. So you can kind of say that both the O-line and Ezekiel Elliott are elite, right? They both have those before contact and after contact numbers. Let me jump in yeah. here with that. Schwartz. Yep. Update us now, how diminished is the offensive line in 2017 from what it was right. last year? Well, Lyle Collins is going to fill in a right tackle for Doug Free. He'll do a good job there. He's kind of raw. He's learning how to play right tackle all over again. And left guard's a, really a crapshoot. Uh, they got uh, Byron Bell started game two for them, which was week really one for everyone else. Uh, uh, Cooper's there as well. So whoever wins, I think Chaz Green as well. So whoever wins that battle. But look, they'll be between Smith and Frederick. So... That, I'm not worried so much about left guard, but Lyle needs to play well at right tackle. Yep. And the the other thing you see is that when you have the other backs in, 3.5 yards per carry is the average, and you have still about 2.2 yards before contact. So the other backs were not as effective last season. Again, you, with the with O-line, that's a, a difference that could be seen this year too. So that's pretty impactful. Um, the second part is, and this one's actually really interesting. This is where Ezekiel Elliott was really just – three times better than the next closest running back. And that was the number of his rushes that resulted in a first down or touchdown. He averaged 6.1 of them per game. So about 30% of the time that he was touching the ball was a first down or a touchdown, extending plays. And then you saw the the Cowboys had the longest time of possession. They had um, they were top five in drives of 10-plus plays and touchdowns last season. So all three of those things extending the possessions. And when you look at that, like, like I said, 6.1 per game on average, most running backs, it's like – two to three and those are the elite ones like Re- regarding those running backs though the backups Darren McFadden has had some splashy uh you know moments a few stretches there during his NFL career but the guy to me is Alfred Morris the guy who is a- am I right to say that he's perennially underrated in different systems in DC and now in limited exposure in Dallas it seems like he's pretty consistently effective why not ride him I think we're gonna see who ultimately they think they can ride at this point. You know, they're, they're – I don't know if we're going to see – I mean, this third season, you brought up a great point. The Cowboys are kind of one week ahead of everyone else. So when we're watching the Cowboys' third game, it'll be almost second week for everyone else. And so that's when you'll really get a chance to see who, they, who they're going to go with in this position. It's – I think that's going to be our biggest indication. For me, I only thing I can imagine right now is a committee. And so, all right, so what's the uh, so what's the bottom line then? Okay, so bottom line is, and by the way, when you have that many rushes ex- or that many extensions of plays on the run, in the run game, you actually decrease the chance of an opposing defense to cause turnovers via both interceptions and fumbles. So if you're getting the good ground yardage, the defense has limited options for what they can do against you, and that makes your opportunity for them to have some And you spin thing. the clock, and that's right. obviously the not-so-secret uh, ingredient to why the Cowboys Cowboys defense right. statistically and otherwise looks so good in right. spite of the you know overall lackluster pieces on defense is that they gave fewer snaps to the fewer snaps to the opponent opportunity. Schwartz I'm interested though in so how can how much can you maybe this is a dumb question but how much can you sort of hide shoddy offensive linemen individually if you have a good left tackle and you have let's say a good center can you sort of hide the 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 crummy guards or the questionable guard play? I think left guard, you can hide it more than right guard because typically 
most offensive lines, most systems, you slide left most of the time to protect the quarterback's blind side. Yep. So if you put Tyron Smith and Frederick in there, you could put a left guard in there and get away with it. Right guard, though, you need to have a big, strong right guard. Uh, it helps the quarterback step up in the pocket as well, having that strong right guard. So left guard, you can hide it, but mostly in pass protection. In, in the run game, you know, there's a lot of opportunities for one-on-one blocks. It's hard to hide that. And to scheme that scheme that out. So for the Cowboys' run game to be special again, uh, obviously they're going to need Zeke back at some point. But also the left guard is going to have to play really well. What do you think about? Uh, to me, Zeke Elliott. You, you talk about physically dominating another person. To me, you know, if you were, you know, the Colts in the dome at the height of Peyton Manning's powers with Marvin uh, Harrison yep. and uh, Reggie Wayne and the rest out there. You know, there were some there were some games that you know, with five minutes left in the first quarter, it was twenty-one nothing, and the game was over there. And so that's one way to dominate people. But to me, it's harder to evaluate. Um, the physical domination, but it seems to me like the Cowboys of 2016 were able to do what y'all, you know, you, you hear those platitudes about, you know, wearing an opponent down and really beating them up. But have you been a part of something like that where in the fourth quarter where you just feel the other teams will break? And it seems like Zeke Elliott, that's the distinction. I think you can get by with Alfred Morris and Darren McFadden, but the real thing is, is when you have a running back who's actually punishing guys yes. for trying to tackle him in the second half, there are deep defenses that just eventually get to a place of, I don't want this anymore. Well, I think the stat that that was brought up about Zeke's after-contact uh, yards per carry, that's what sets him apart from other running backs, is, is a back can get to the line of scrimmage or get past the line of scrimmage, and Zeke can can go from a six-yard gain to 12 to 15 to 18-yard gain to take it to the house. And I'll tell you what, I remember the first time um, a defense essentially gave up in a game. And I remember that feeling. We were playing the mm. Giants in 2009. It was the last home game for the Giants in, in the Meadowlands. Uh, the Panthers, we won 41-9, to nine, and we rushed for over 250 yards. And you could just see the defense. They just, they just weren't having it. And it's the only time in my career I can really feel a defense, um, even early in the game, just – born into it. They were done. We, we were running it all over them, through them. I got a lot of that in college, though, because in Oregon, with, with our spread offense attack, we rushed the ball so quickly that teams just, by second quarter, they were done. Physically, physically mentally done. And do you guys ID the individual defenders who really don't want any of it and start uh, targeting them? Let's keep running it so-and-so because that guy has quit. 100% we do. Yeah. We come off the sidelines and we'll say, you know, this guy is not playing hard. This guy's quit. We need to run into him. And a lot of offensive coordinators, though, still don't like to run the ball. They want to throw the ball. So it takes a couple of times to get in their ear that we want to keep running the ball. Fascinating stuff. Um, uh, Cindy, do anything else you want yeah, to so chime in? Yes, bottom line, oh, please. before with Zeke playing, I, when I ran the projections for how many wins the Cowboys should have this season, it was 9.7, so about 10 wins. And then after, it went down to 7.5. Yeesh. Well, part of the reason is who they're playing, right? So if you look at those those first six games, you've got Green Bay, you've got the Rams, you've got the Cardinals, you've got the Giants. You've got – there are plenty of teams where it swings the percentage chance for each team to win because it's never binary. It's never like they're 100% winning, you're 100% losing, right? It's always like the mix of, you know, 60-40 okay. or 70-30, and it shifts the balance over two games different. Wow. Two. That's uh, that's quite dramatic in what figures to be a competitive NFC East. Sorry to put you on the spot, Schwartz, but let's jump to the end <laughs> of the novel here. Who is winning the NFC East? Ooh, Ooh man. Um, 
I weirdly think the Redskins have a good chance. Uh, wow, NFC that's really that's the one team yeah. I wouldn't say is ultimately going to be contending. Um, the Red, the Redskins made some changes on defense, which I like. Ooh. Um, and I think and I think on offense, I I like Cousins. I think he's out to prove a point this year. Um, and you know the NFC East it rotates champions every year. They have not had a repeat champion since since 2003. I'm not as high on the Giants as a lot of people are. I think their offensive line is a big concern. Um, they have a lot Eric of Eric Flowers is having a rough training camp. What I, the, is there? I, I, is there a solution in uh, in training camp for the Giants to replace Eric Flowers, or are they just doomed? No. They're, they have to. They got. They got to trade for somebody, or just have to get the ball out quickly and find ways to do. I mean, I think their offensive line could could really cost them. And the Giants last year too were very fortunate with injuries. Very few starters missed last year. I think that kind of mm-hmm. that always. You know, 2015 and 16. When I was, excuse me, 14 and 15. When I was there, we had the most most injuries in the NFL. Last year, they barely had any. So I think that kind of comes back to the middle now. So the Cowboys losing Zeke, I don't think they'll be as good. Their defense still can't rush the passer. Um, Eagles are too young at quarterback. So why not the Redskins? I mean, no one saw them coming in 20 in 2015 either. Uh, they won the last four games to win that division, so I'm going with the Redskins. You just breezed by the reason why I think the Eagles can actually do it. Is you said too young at quarterback. Listen, the 21st century, there are any number of examples of, of teams being successful with a young QB. I buy Carson Wentz. I buy the upgraded so pass catcher. I buy their O-line. I buy the O line. I buy the I defense. defense is good too. Yeah. You know, you I know mean, I like it all. Most stingy to opposing tight ends last season. Philadelphia's defense. I mean, you know, and you talk about the New York yeah. Giants when they were at the height of their powers, winning those couple of Super Bowls. The the yeah. key everybody knows to to their success was that rotation that they had up front on the defensive line. That's exactly what the Eagles have. They're six deep, and they're going to be able to heat up QBs week yeah. after week. Jeff, did you Eagles play with are- Did you play with my friend Matthias Kiwanuka? Uh, I did not. I played against him. Oh, you played against I was him. Not okay. that, yeah. I was so just going to point out another reason to go to college so you have good friends. The, the Eagles yeah. were 5-11, and 11, right? So for them to jump up and win the NFC East, they'd have to win four or five games more than last year. That's a big jump in one offseason. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. All right, should we get to it then? Everybody's favorite. It's back in time for the NFL season. Let's get to it. The 10-foot pole! Everything's the 10-foot pole. Of course, everybody, everybody talks. Everybody's so bold with their with their talk. I wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot pole, but they're talking figuratively. <laughs> Damashek and company, we go the extra mile. We have our literal 10-foot pole now adorned I'm with – I'm pretty uh, sure it's more like six-foot yeah, pole. Not, don't, oh, okay. Listen, and don't be extender. a curmudgeon. This thing Got is it. pretty close to 10 feet here. You can see it here in studio. We have uh, Schwartz on <laughs> Skype, so we're going to jump to it. We solicited uh, the – poll questions or statements that we will see if we're willing to touch with a 10-foot pole or not. Cindy Freeland, do you want to handle the 10-foot pole or is that Damashek's job today? <laughs> I tend to stay off the pole, Shaq. All right, then. I, I get it. I get it. I don't understand why you I, – I get your double entendre there. But, <laughs> all right, I'm going to give you the faces, and we'll jump into it. This first one comes to us. Let me find the faces here. Do you, is this the oh, one you want to go first? Well, we have to put the oh, okay. faces on the whiteboard. It's got to be just so. All right, the first one here comes from Jimmy W1987. We see the face of one Mitchell Trubisky, and Jimmy says, Mitch will play more games in 2017 than Mike Glennon. Cindy, let's start with you. Will you touch that statement with a 10-foot pole? Will play more games than Mike Glennon. Yeah, let's say he'll start more games, yeah. So if I touch – 
Oh my goodness, we are going to see like all of this this TV shadow. I might here. I might break the monitor where <laughs> or Jeff my George face, either there. one. Um, so it, I'm I'm if by touching not touching with the ten foot pole means I believe that he will or he won't. You, if you say that you, you you're saying that you agree with that statement and thereby you're touching touch with a ten foot pole. Yeah, I'm touching it. Schwartz, how say you? Oh, Trubisky, more um, starts in Glennon. Yes, I'm touching that pole. Yep. In All the, right. I touch it too. I, I'm going to throw one in myself here. Mike Glennon, <laughs> Mike Glennon will start zero games for the Chicago Ooh. Bears in 2017, barring injury. It, I, by injury, that. no. You're not going to touch that with a 10 foot. Nope. I think he's going to start not, a few. Okay. Like the first not, one. <laughs> not with John Fox at head coach. Is he, is he starting at rookie week one? Not happening. Hmm. All right. I, you know, I kind of, I, I think the Bears could be sneaky good this year. Too. I mean, I, I just think three wins is hard to get to double digits. Um, but I, I think the Bears <laughs> might have a, a decent team this year. What? I don't know. You're all, I'm holding the, the ten foot pole. Like, I'm just so terrified that you're gonna, like, Imagine if somebody just imagine if somebody were to flip on video of this show right now. Cindy Freeland's wearing a green visor on her head. We have Mitchell. Sh- I mean Mitchell Schwartz, Jeff Schwartz, <laughs> wow. sitting behind us there. By the way, you have a random play designed up on your yeah. whiteboard in your house. It says power. Yeah, it's a power play because yep. I, I do this little video series on Facebook, and that's just up there right now. Uh, I haven't erased it yet. Oh, look at that. See, that's good marketing. We just squeezed in there. That you know, yeah. Go and look at Jeff Schwartz on Facebook. There you go. All right. Next one comes to us from Takeoff uh, Mitchell Trubisky. Okay. This time, let's go with the future Hall of Famer. See if you can get some tape on why him is there. His, why is his face a little compared to? Well, Drew Brees is smaller than Mitchell Trubisky and most other quarterbacks. All right. Here's the statement from the Adrian C. He says, uh, Drew Brees will throw for 5,200 yards again. Schwartz, I start with you. Uh... Sure. I'll touch that. You're going to touch I, it. I, yeah. I, I like Breeze. Uh, he continues to play at a high level. They improve their offensive line. I, I'll give it to him. Touch it for me too. You're going to say touch it too. All right. You know what? I, I'll i touch it because Schwartz and Cindy's tell me to. I'm touching that with a 10-foot pole. Drew Breeze, 5,200 yards. Stabbed. I'll just say this. This isn't any cynicism about Drew Brees, who I did, for the record, say by the end of 2017 will be regarded as the fourth best quarterback in the NFC South. So that, means right. that means the Saints are going to the 2015, Cam Newton went 15-1 and one and won the MVP. <laughs> I don't understand the cynicism against Superman. Jameis Winston's on the rise with a, with a better pass-catching core than what Brees has. And Matt Ryan's the reigning MVP. You didn't say. You asked me to touch the pole for 5,200 yards, Okay. Right? So that doesn't mean wins. No, Lots I know. Times but I'm, a lot of yards like but that, you're... this isn't cynicism about Drew Brees uh, so much as it is that they've now they got the three-headed monster at running back, right? I mean, they're gonna it's gonna limit how how often he throws the ball, don't you think? No, no, don't expect much from Adrian Peterson. Oh, is that right? Wow. I don't. I don't see him. I don't. He doesn't fit very well there, and they're still going to throw the ball. Whoa! Can we write down a? Can we write down AD? All right, here we go. AD now written on the board for Jeff Schwartz. Here we go. Adrian Peterson will rush for at least eleven hundred yards. Oh no chance! Whoa! <laughs> Wait, I have an idea. Let's make it more fun. Marshawn Lynch, Adrian Peterson. Yeah, okay, different. Marshawn Lynch will outrush 
Adrian Peterson touch, touch, in touch, yes, touch, yes. touch, really? touch, touch, touch. Yeah. No yes. concern about the guy who's taken an entire year no. away from touching a football? He's got Skittles. No. We're good. Wow. No. So that was a fun little side one. Okay, here we side go. Chris Matz. Uh, at Chris Matz, where is he? Where is he? Oh, I like oh. this one because this this is one I believe okay, in. I'm glad. Here we go. Oh, oh, oh. Put the 10th overall we pick. We insider info on this one. Of the 2017 draft. The Chiefs didn't go get him just because they think uh, three, four years from now he's going to take over a quarterback. Chris Matt says, Pat Mahomes will take over as the Chiefs' starting quarterback by week 10. Yes, 10? Jeff Schwartz has a connection in the Chiefs' organization. We'll start with you here, Schwartz. Is this non-injury, right? Just Non-injury, over. yeah, non-injury. Right, uh, right, right. It doesn't no, get thrown out of you. No chance. No chance. Yep, no touching. Cindy Freeland. No touching. This is more of a... This is kind of like somewhere between a Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers thing, and uh, like it's it's a, it's you a buy that. streamlined, a quicker version of that. They're not Schwartz, do you know that from people you've talked to, your brother or otherwise? <laughs> no, Alex has taken every single rep in camp. Alex is going to be the same guy with with Tyreek Hill now on the edge. I don't see why Mahomes would would start right now. He's not ready to start. If he if Alex gets injured, he has to play. But I I agree, they're they're not going to play him at all this year. Here's why you play him, because the AFC West is going to be better than it was last year. The Raiders are not probably going to fall off too much if they do at all. The Chargers with any, I mean, they're already off to a bad start in terms of health, but if they can stay healthy, obviously they're going to be good. You know, I, I and the Broncos defense at minimum we know is going to be, is going to be stout again. And how how far how many times can you repeat? What's the uh, the cliche about insanity repeating the same thing over and over again? I think Andy Reid and company went and got Mahomes for a reason. They watched the they divisional watched round game against the Steelers, and they see with any no, number of other examples. I brought this up all through the offseason since that divisional round game in the second half against the Steelers. Two straight plays. They have a wide out lined up one-on-one with the rookie Artie Burns. They call from the sideline, attack, throw it into the end zone. Alex Smith came nowhere close on two consecutive throws. And some, they had to say, listen, it's the 21st century. We need a quarterback who can push it downfield a little bit. They- wait, 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 wait. You just said the magic word, who can. They're Mahomes. not calling plays like that, though. What do you mean? The average depth of target for Alex Smith I just cited two straight plays with the season on the line that he failed the team. But he's not calling the plays. Sure, There are are opportunities where Alex does not throw deep when the guy's open. That is a fair criticism of Alex. I also think he's not asked to very often. But he's also poor at doing it, is my point. It's anecdotal, but nevertheless. Those are both accurate statements. He's not asked to do it a lot, and when when there's an opportunity to do so, he doesn't take it very often. Listen, you want to get over the hump at this point. How, I mean, how much well, more evidence do you need that Alex Smith, with a, with a team that is well-built, the roster has depth, uh, uh, that Alex Smith is only going to take the Kansas City Chiefs so far? Fair? I mean, that's – and the point is to win the Super Bowl. I, I don't actually think it's that fair. Really? Because I don't – I think you have to look at the, the balance, right? You have – a great tight end you've got last season you had a rushing game this season you presumably have it again with your your ability to rush you have 
Tyreek Hill, who's explosive playmaker. I I don't know. I don't think I I don't think he's the limiting. Then factor. beat the Steelers at home in the divisional round. I, go I, in go into Foxborough well, and give them a better test the to give the well, give the Pats a better test than it, you gave them two years ago. If they don't call that holding call, the game changes, right? So, we'll but it was holding, and don't I, you I, dare, I, Schwartz. That was holding. I'm sorry I, that they called it by the rules. I don't think that I don't think that he's the limiting factor. Well, who, well then who is? What's holding him back? Andy Reid. I think some luck. I think some injuries. Yeah. Luck. I mean, I, I bad think there's referee calls. Yeah, I mean. Oh, Schwartz. See, that's just you're supporting your brother. All right, next up, Dennis Crowley. Where is uh, where is he? Where's now Danger what? Russ? Now we need, Danger uh, we Russ. need a photo of Danger Russ. I like this thing I made. There he here. is. There he is. Whoa. All right, here we go. Whoa. Dennis Whoa. Crowley says. Well, look how big his head looks. Russell Wilson <laughs> will be the 2017 MVP, Sydney Freeland. <laughs> no. No. Why no. is that so laughable, Schwartz? <laughs> no. <laughs> because why? He's, he can't he doesn't have time to throw the football. You can't win an MVP no. without being able to throw the ball. I see. Okay. Cindy, that's your, your reasoning as well? I, I, so, okay. You think he's only you, – you think uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback, is a, is a scooch overrated? I think Russell Wilson's in a system that doesn't show off what typically we see with MVPs. You'd have to have, you know, like a Matt Ryan. You have to have these years where you're throwing a lot, where you're doing a lot of dynamic things. You have a run game that makes you excellent. All of these things that kind of come together in this in the same way to lead you into the playoffs, into the Super Bowl, that kind of stuff. And you also have to have, you know, in in my opinion, you have to have some of these like explosive like Julio Jones helps make Matt Ryan become the MVP. You know, I'm I'm a little unsure if Doug Baldwin and Tyler Lockett are going to get that done for him in this case. Yeah, Lockett was a disappointment in his sophomore year, but you know what? I keep saying it, and I'll say it again to you guys now. I I suspect CJ Prosite. Oh, me by, too. I did by week four or five ends up being the feature back there. Yep. They have you know a couple of guys. I mean, you know, in Rawls and no, I and love Eddie CJ Lacey. Prosite this year. And so to your point, yes, right. he's going to be throwing the ball more, and those little uh, dump offs end up yielding yard passing yardage, which will feed his MVP campaign. I'm not trying to say that I think he will. I'm just, but but the point is they're not a, a power offense at this point. To they're me, this be is also the year, it around. The, the narrative we're going to hear about the Seahawks all season long is going to be about the Legion of Boom is kind of going to – this might be the last year of the Legion of Boom with right. all the contracts that are up, all of the money that they have tied in all of these various players. This could – this very well is the last year of Legion of Boom. So who knows if that makes things like a cohesive unit like we've seen them play or not. Here's – well, the other thing is I guess the the – Cardinals secondary is looks uh, looks dynamite. Maybe is even better than the Legion of Boom at this point. But without Calais Campbell, I don't know what that defense is going to be. And if that defense isn't good, who's really going to challenge them? They might. The Seahawks might have a cakewalk as much as any contending team has through their particular division. Well. I guess with the Dolphins injuries and everything else at this point, maybe the Patriots will have the, the biggest cakewalk again. But on the NFC side, who really in that division is going to challenge Russell Wilson? That's six games right there. Well, the Rams have always played them tough. At yeah. least. And and I, I think the Niners will be better than people think. I don't think I think they'll compete for a good portion of games, but they won't win a lot of them at the end. Okay. Last one then, uh, with the ten foot pole. Tyler in Fairfield. Where is he? A there terrifying he is. photo that's looking Philly boy. That's Phil Rivers. That's what he looks like. I didn't I, I didn't make his face. <laughs> no, but the, the like the whatever the way it's cut, it's like very squared on the edges. Yeah, so. he's not even wearing a bolo tie in that uh, That's the only time he's got a bolo tie. All right, so he's now 
up there on the Very board. <laughs> Tyler and Fair D- Fairfield says Jeff Schwartz, the Chargers <laughs> will make the playoffs and the Raiders will not. How say you? Oh, that's uh, I'm not touching on that. You can put the poll down. That's not happening. I want I want to know the better question is is what week does Philip Rivers abandon driving 70 miles every day back home? That's a better question. <laughs> Cindy Freeland, the matter in hand. Chargers make the playoffs. There. You know who? Okay, can really you see the Raiders up? falling back a little bit? I think their defense. That's what we talked about the last time you were in Cindy. The defense should be should be better than it was. That was obviously their liability a year ago. So even if the 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 fourth quarter comebacks by Derek Carr and company don't continue, the defense should be better. So it'd be nice if they could all stay healthy. They've got just. I mean, it's hard to say between the Dolphins, the Chargers, the Ravens, like who's been more decimated by injuries this offseason so far, this preseason. I the, the slew of injuries on the Chargers, to me, it makes them like stay away. Mm-mm. Again, I feel bad for the Chargers. Uh, I think the Broncos are going. The Broncos are going to win the division? I know it sounds really With weird. With who at quarterback? I, I don't know if I think it matters. Is Whoa. It, it's Trevor Simeon. I mean, between who they have. Right, not not not. I, you couldn't put any quarterback. Something there. else we started talking about in December, and I know it feels premature to be saying these things, but if Paxton Lynch, a first-round draft pick, doesn't win that gig over Simeon in his second season, that makes him a bust. And the reports out of Denver's camp. Put this down. Sug- wait here, wait. Let me. Oh, let you're me, touching it. Let me not touch it. Phil Rivers. I'm rooting for him. I like those Chargers. No, I Chargers. like them too. I really I'm li- rooting for them. To, I really like the Chargers. It's not a like thing. I like them as 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 human beings. The guys I, 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 I've me met too. on the team. I've had or, such a good time at training camp with them. It has nothing to do with like. It has everything to do with who's available. I like I really think I was so excited to see Forrest Lamb play. I know you're going to like this. I'm actually not pandering to you, but I, I really <laughs> was excited to see what would happen with Dan Feeney and Forrest Lamb kind of renewing their guards, watching Melvin Gordon be able to rush between the tackles. Oh, I was excited. And now Feeney's looked great, but they lost Forrest Lamp. That's a big loss. I was hoping that O-line would be something where we could get like well, Denzel Perryman. And I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's terrible already. Mike Williams out till what now? October? They say this, October. This yeah. But that doesn't seem. Back like. injuries don't, back injuries just don't heal themselves on their own. You got to get right. it fixed. Everybody I, says you never hear someone who used to have a back. Now injury. you're talking my language, Schwartz. I, I got six <laughs> cortisone shots. I'm like uh, Mario Lemieux. In broadcast for broadcasting, I show up. I do my job. I, I take except, care of business when I have to. Except that week you're in your bed. All right, there was the one week I did. But did I do my show, Schwartz? I I still you did, did the bed? show from my bed. No, I, I, I cleared I cleared my whole day to, to come on, and then I was told I couldn't do it two minutes beforehand because you were you couldn't stand. See, you're burying the lead. Mine was a championship heroic effort that Champion. should inspire generations Champion. of people. That's right. I, I did a. I, I, that was a great deed. I hope all the kids learned something from uh, from my courage, my grit that day. Um, all right, let's get to it. The game show. All right, contestants, are you ready for a game show? Yes, we Love are. Eddie Spaghetti. All right, today's game show is: Can you name? The 27 quarterbacks that have been drafted in the first round since the 2008 NFL Draft. Woo! 27 QBs we can. since we 2008. Can. We can. We, I put this down. Okay, no computer open. No, 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 no. no, no. And uh, because I'm a gentleman, Cindy, 
You go second, Since and Jeff Schwartz, you're my guest. You go, uh, you go Since, first here. You name one, and then we go until you can't name any. Since 2008. Since 2008, uh, you have the first name. Go ahead. Let's go with. Since I live in Charlotte, let's go Cam Newton. Okay. I like how you pronounce the T. Yeah, I, <laughs> he's very proper. Cam right. Newton. <laughs> Cam Cameron Newton. <laughs> Correct. We heard the ding bell. Cindy I'm staying Freeland. in at Los Angeles, California, and saying Jared Goff. Oh, okay. I'm going to go with uh, the one. The first. See, there's a tri- there are tricks to playing this game yep. and psyching out your competition. I I like and I think if you say Jared Goff, the next name that comes up in your brain is Carson Wentz. So I will remove him as an option for the for my foes. Don't roll your eyes at me, Emma VP behind the glass. I'm doing gamesmanship here. I'm cunning like a mongoose. Schwartz, you're next. Sure. Marcus Mariota. Woo! Marcus Mariota. James Winston. Oregon Ducks. See, that's that's who I was going to see. Once you said that, now you threw me off my game here. I'm going to go with uh, with one RG3. I'm going with. Oh. Go ahead. Wait. Oh, they still have to be playing? Are, are they playing or not nope, playing? Nope. They just have to be drafted. Oh. They have to be drafted. Oh, have to be drafted. Okay. All right. Um, am I up? Yes. Okay. Johnny Manziel. Ooh, good one. I'm getting one that's you're gonna think is wrong, but it's not Teddy Bridgewater. He was the last pick. Why do I? Why would I think that's wrong? I don't know. You know what? I'm gonna take one now out of spite. Now I'm gonna take one that's a good one that you guys might have missed later on. Oh yeah. Well, actually, you know what? I'm gonna take an easy one. That's that's the way you play this game. You take the easy ones away and then force do everybody it. else into the tougher ones. Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh-huh. Don't uh-huh me. I know I'm right already, sister. Tell me what I know. 2008. Yeah, I know. Now you're pronouncing things like Jeff Schwartz. <laughs> With the T. Schwartz, uh, go ahead. Wait, who, who'd you just say? I said Andrew Luck. Oh, okay. All right. I got Matt Stafford. Oh, he took mine. 2008? He was 2009, the year after they went 0-16. I, I have a 2008. <laughs> I think that my I have one left like in the back of my head. I think it's 2008. I'll win this if that's right. Okay. I promise you. So, first round, Patrick Mahomes. There you go. That's very good. That's very good. That's well done. Oh, we're going this year. Then why don't I I take Deshaun Watson right here? Good. I got Mitch (laughs) Trubisky. I thought I might have tripped you up because I took yours right away from you. Okay, Cindy. Okay, so I'm just trying. Now it's getting tough. All right, see how it gets tough fast? I should have been writing down who was already taken because, like, my biggest problem sitting here is, like, what? who did we already take? Um, yeah, you're vamping pretty good here. Let's go with – hold on. I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. There's four – What's that? There's 14 quarterbacks left, just letting you guys know. There's right. 14 quarterbacks left. So. All right. It'll be 13 uh, after Damashek goes. You already have one in your head? Yeah, I do. Okay. I have several in my head, as a matter of fact. Several? Yep. Okay, hold on. Let me think. Oh, Dak Prescott. Oh, no, he's uh, uh, Give it a buzzer, Dak Prescott. <laughs> I just was thinking he was a rookie who's starting. Um, I'll, I'll tell you another one. No, 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 Schwartz. Hold, just bite right. your tongue for a second. Let Damashek go. Damashek's answer is Blake Bortles. You're right. Yeah, I know I'm right. Now, now with the help. Now Cindy Freeland, big helper here. Do you want me to help you? Blaine no. Gabbert. Paxton Lynch. Ryan Tannehill. Someone came to play today, I see. I know, right? (laughs) All right. Then I I guess I have to. I'm 
really left with no choice but to go because I'm stuck right now for lack of a better answer. I'm going to let you know that Christian Ponder was a first-round draft pick. <laughs> Christian Ponder. I played with him. Good job. Did you? Um, Why, then you should have said him. I know. Um, oh, there's one everyone's missing. All right. Well, I, we'll see well, what happens. I think, I, I think it's the last. I have one. I'm still waiting. to. I might have to throw it out here. I can't. I'm trying to think of uh, of what we got here. Um, let's see. I'm just going through my di- divisions right now. Uh, Wait, look. What are you doing right now, Cindy Freeland? He has hair. Wait, she's she's doing. <laughs> um, he has hair apparently. Ooh. And it stands Wait. up. It's a stand-up hairdo. <laughs> stand-up hairdo. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to figure. My out last what name is Norwegian. I'm trying to think of that doesn't help me. Yeah, um, it should. Think about it. Norwegian. You know what region of the world Norway is are in? You- are you out? Are you out right now? Too? You I'm no out. I'm helping thing? you. I'm trying to help you. Oh, oh I know one. I got one. Um, my my oh, last man. name's Norwegian. That's in Scandinavia. What I know is, is that I'm going to win this game because I'm because uh, as I sit here while he toils over uh, in Charlotte, uh, North Carolina, Damashek is just well, adding you, to his list. Switch the switch the. Okay, there we go. Uh, oh, Sam Bradford. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Skull. That's what I was trying to get you to. Like the, Vikings. the Vikings, yeah. <laughs> Minor league baseball player, Tim Tebow. Oh, good one. Currently batting 120 his last 10 games. I don't know why you have it in for him the but way you But kissing babies. At- that's another subject for another time. We, we could do that another time. Um, so this, Oh, man. How many got left? Well, like 12, something like that. Oh, we're less than 12 now. We have seven quarterbacks left. Seven quarterbacks left. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to win. Oh, the one we talked about. What are you talking about? Don't, don't No clues. We don't need clues. I know exactly what. Well, you know where I'm going, don't you? You know who went? Memphis is a great college, isn't it? Oh, you stink. <laughs> Memphis, especially when you're super tall. Do you think that the altitude yeah, that- has anything to do with it? I do. Was Osweiler a first-round pick? No. Nope, no. the other one. I don't know. I don't. Paxton Lynch. Oh, that wasn't his guess. Was that like, wasn't his guess. Lynch. I said Lynch already. Oh, you already said him. Yeah, okay. I said Paxton. Sorry, that was so, my fault. That was my so fault. That was my fault. Oh, I'm, uh, I'll just go. I think Matt Ryan was 2007, but I'm going to say him anyway. Nope, he was 2008, yeah. and I was ready to go with him, and now That's I have to dip into – now I have to go in – dip into the brain here a little bit. That's we did. my year. I should know that. Were any McCowns? What's that? Were oh. any McCowns first rounders? No. Oh, no, no. Please. Please. I mean, Cindy, I'm, I'm working right now. Okay? I mean, please. Again, please try to. Try Ooh, I got one. Yes, I'm glad one. you have one, you creep. Now pipe it down there so I can concentrate. Let me think now. I just All, I, all it takes for me is just thinking about. Nice I think and, I know one, too. I'm one happy for, is, for both of you guys. Oh, no, that he's I'm, too old. He's I'm over the moon. Ten. Nine. Don't you count me down. Seven. Six. Five. Four. four three. <laughs> fine. Aaron Rodgers. What? Too old. He's not on it. That's incorrect. He's he's on seven. He's not on the list. I don't. 
So if Jeff gets one here, then he is the winner. No, he already won because he went before me. Oh, he did? Okay. Jake Locker. Yeah, correct. Jake Locker. I'm Woo! not I'm not celebrating anything. I can't, I'm I'm humiliated. I lost to an offensive lineman. Hold on. Now all right, go through the rest of the list. Who yeah, did yeah. I miss? Who did miss? So in the Matt Ryan draft, there was another Super Bowl winning Flacco? Joe Flacco. How did Delaware, I miss Flacco? He went 18th. Uh Josh Freeman went 17th in 09. Okay. E.J. Manuel went 16th oh in 2013. Sure, sure. This one in the same Matt Stafford draft, Mark, Shan- Mark Sanchez went 5th oh. in 09. Sanchez, I forgot about him. And then Brandon <laughs> Whedon went 22nd to the Browns oh. in 2012. I don't wow. feel that bad. That's I don't feel that game. bad for missing that one. All right, well done, Schwartz. You win again. Listen, you get your sh- your jersey retired on the digital wall great of fame. Great day for Schwartz. And how do you repay me? You defeat me at uh, at the uh, at my own game show. Um, all right, so we we've done. I think we've done it all. Do we keep going here or no? Why do you have a poster of the Rams cheerleaders? Oh, I wanted to give that away. I think we're going to start a new project here on the DDFP. When we get uh, free junk, we're going to give it away to the audience. Which uh, Why is it so mangled? Uh, I think MOVP <laughs> put it in her back pocket right. when we were at Rams yeah, camp last to, week. To do Got it. it. So okay. Really it's okay. a picture of the 2017 Los Angeles Rams cheerleaders, and we're going to give it away what, today, or should we give it away next week? Why not today? Yeah, give it away. Who gets it, though? Uh, Jeff Schwartz? He's won enough. That should have been the prize for <laughs> Jeff Schwartz. Um, um, I don't I don't need a Rams cheerleader poster, but... <laughs> all right. One, Thank two. you very much, though. Oh, you know what we should... We, and we can also give away uh, the cutout head of Mike Glennon. Right. Put that over uh, Jeff Schwartz right there. There's 28 of them. There it is. That's some quick math. I counted them. For that. We'll figure that out later. Schwartz, where? okay, here we go. We're about to jump in on our Game of Game of Thrones conversation. Game of Game of Thrones game. We are playing Game of Thrones game. Turn <laughs> I love off. when he sings. If you're a curmudgeon and you don't want to hear, it's on you. Yeah, the most popular show on the face of, uh, of the earth and in Westeros is Game of Thrones. If you haven't caught the latest episode by now, that's on you. Don't yell at me on social media that I'm spoiling the show for you. You've had more than enough time at this point to get caught up. Schwartz, your thoughts on what we've seen lately. So, but I agree with you. It is a live sporting event type of show. So you either watch it when it happens or you have to listen to spoilers. I just love the show. It's the only show that I sit down and watch at 9 o'clock on Sundays. I don't watch any other show on time. I DVR it or I watch on Netflix um, or, or HBO Go. It's an amazing show. So you stand with me that it's okay. Like, all right, DVR, I'll give you the night. I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not that big a curmudgeon that, well, you, you're not watching it in real time. But, I mean, listen. The next day, what do you think? I'm gonna. It's pop culture. I'm going right. to talk about it. Don't come at annoyed. me about that. I actually that. get annoyed. You can't because the 6 p.m. on the on the Pacific time zone. You can't watch it. You can't look at Twitter even. Right. Because no. everyone's ruined everything for you. So it's. So it's- my brother is a huge Game of Thrones, like more than me. He read the books multiple times. Yes. And so he just he just stays off Twitter until yep. he watches it, which like he had yep. an off day Tuesday, so last week. <laughs> so he just wasn't on Twitter Sunday and Monday and watched the show Tuesday. I don't get why that's so hard for people to do. How or just we, don't follow me. How did we not get the Schwartz brothers in on the game of Game of Thrones League? 
big miss. That is a that's a shame. We have our whole league going here now. Uh, what, what's the league? Who dies first? There's a lot of. There's the, a whole lot of. I'm scoring gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. The scoring is a little confusing. It is, but because it's like there are these areas and these categories and dragon kills don't count, but, but whatever. The scoring's a bit convoluted, but apart from that, it's fun. I kind of agree. Yeah, it's got uh, it's got uh, Chris Long in it, yeah. and Melvin Gordon, and Chris Harris Jr. But yeah. no, uh, no Jeff and Mitchell yeah. Schwartz. But I'll tell you what, the DDFP once again a better place because Jeff Schwartz is joining us, even Always. though it's just on Skype. What a pleasure to see you once Yay. again. Don't be a stranger, fella. One day when I'm in Los Angeles, I'll yeah. come in the studio. One day. I, I, I don't go very often anymore, but but I'll make a point of it next time. All right. Follow him it. at Jeff Schwartz, G-E-O-F-F, the fancy man way of spelling. Uh, yeah, refined. <laughs> yeah. It's like the people refined. who ir- who they won't say irrespective. If you were a citizen of Westeros, you Irregard- would definitely spell it G-E-O-F-F. You would not spell it. Well, actually, there was a Joffrey. Anyway, enough. <laughs> Goodbye, Jeff Schwartz. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> what a pleasure to see him. All right, Spaghetti. Now to the matter at hand. We're going to throw now to the Game of Game of Thrones podcast with you, Sully, Woo-woo! and Savvy. Before we do, though, you know, a little melodrama played out last week on the DDFP. Have things settled down between the three of you now? I think so. Uh, I believe Sully told you pre-show he felt like it's going to be the best group effort we had he just feels like the chemistry is flowing right now we kind of moved past the uh you know the, the past transgressions and <laughs> what happened cindy was that uh sully and spaghetti were uh, told savvy is going to be a, the third member of this little podcast that you'll do on tuesday's episodes of the ddfp as long as game of thrones is running and uh spaghetti and savvy showed up ready to do it and sully didn't have the time at the moment to record the show. So instead of saying, you guys just go ahead and do it, he said, well, you can't do the show without me. And so he and Spaghetti went off and did it, and they cut out Savvy. What do you think about that? What do you think about that move? Because it's about Game of Thrones, it's almost poetic, right? Ah. Like I think you probably played into the whole – I think it was purposeful. They were trying to be like, not, maybe they think there's a fantasy game that is based on the podcast. Who's Sully cut out Finger? The, yeah, Sully Finger. He's diabolical. diabolical. I didn't know about I, that. I think what that's do you think? Exactly it. What do you think about Spaghetti though? Is that, what what does your esteem for him as a man go down? That that he threw Sully completely under the bus and said, "Yo, it wasn't me. It was Sully who decided that we shouldn't do the show without him." I feel like he's just honest. Now you've properly whet my appetite. <laughs> we'll be back with more hooey and applesauce for you later on. Now, though, take it away, Savvy, Sully, and Spaghetti. It's time for Game of Game of Thrones game. We are playing Game of Thrones game. <laughs> <laughs> That's Dave Damashek. All right. Thanks, Sheck. Guys, two episodes left. We just saw Eastwatch, episode five. Spaghetti here, Savvy, Sully. Uh, not as much action as last week, no. but a lot of character development, character alignment, plot stuff setting up, and we're on the precipice of something major, which is going to happen next week. Last week, we thought it was going to be Eastwatch. We heard the title. We said, you know, the east part of the wall is going to have a huge battle. No, 
They they held not it off. Yet. One no, no, more no. week. Not yet. Yeah. Uh, that's so and, typical for them to. Uh, it is. They they, they tease their audience. Uh, yes. So this this past week's episode ended. Yeah. What's up? Uh, thoughts. You, you, we you, you said that uh, obviously we thought this uh, episode was going to be the big one. We should have known considering yeah. that the the second first to before second, second to last. last. Always the big one, and supposedly the rumor is yeah. that they're gonna. Yeah, they do it they again. duped us, uh, and and this episode ended right before what's according to the previews was gonna be something crazy happening. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got the the whites and the white walkers coming after this uh, this what do you call it? the dream team, the Avengers, the Suicide Squad. That, uh, yeah, got, that's, suicide that's, squad. that's my biggest takeaway. Angry, that's angry. my biggest takeaway. I think that that squad walking out of the tunnel. It was it was oh just so the awesome. The beards. The the the. The just the makeup of how they all hate each other. Yeah. There's there's a reason why each one of them hates one another out of the group. There's gonna right. be a lot of drama, and John's gonna have to pull that team together because and they I got love, a big task. But I love what he said. I mean, he was like, "We're all on the same side because we're all breathing." Yeah, exactly. So. exactly. Yeah. There's one giant common cause they have, and it's to stop the the invasion from the, the north undead. going south. Yeah, and uh, and and this this plan though, this plan is to to take. One of the one of the the dead or the 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 Walking Dead, whatever you want to call it, the Whites, take right. him, bring him to you know, knock in King's Landing, and say, "Hey, Cersei, hey, look what I got. You, it's here." I, I mean, do you like that plan? It's what I other choice know. do they have? I mean, I no, there's no other choice. I mean, but like the the fact of show and tell here, like this is right. This what is it major. Is. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely show and tell. But I mean, she's wouldn't believe any other way other than seeing it. Yeah, I, mean, I think it, it's it's going to turn out to be. I don't. I don't even know what we have on our hands. Right. It's either like it's Cersei. Is I'm not sure if she'll care. I think the one thing they could, in theory, if this works, is that if you bring, uh, you know, a dead, you know, the Walking Dead to to King's Landing, and the is whole, it going to be like the is public like, sees it, then she has no choice. Yeah, is it going to be like Walking Dead? We were talking about this earlier, where you rip the jaw off and just you know drag him around and all the way down to to, to the Capitol. Like is is that? I guess that's the plan. Yeah, we that's, the that's plan. the plan. We, we, because the plan. It, because you could easily cause a breakout of of undead in Westeros. Right. Yeah. Before the army even gets there, it's an incredibly dangerous plan. Do you right. think they'll succeed, or do you think because of the preview they're running? Do you think somebody in the group will be Become the dead? Do you think it's like? How do you think uh, this plan's gonna go? I like go? that theory. I like that That's theory. Good. I think I think they're not gonna succeed, but one of them's gonna get hit and eventually turn, and they'll be like, "Well, I guess uh, I guess got to be undead for for the greater good." It's a bit depressing. I think it's. Yeah. The, I think they're going to succeed, but someone's going to turn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I like I like that yeah. theory. I like that theory a lot. So speaking of John, a couple a couple big plot points with John. One is a lot well, developing. Yeah. Yeah. You see Gendry now comes back and yes. and uh, goes, Warhammer time. Warhammer. Holy with smokes! Right. And he says, you know, my our fathers were friends, yep. you know, Robert Baratheon and Ned Stark. But then you're thinking, they even made a wait. rowing joke too. Yeah, but then awesome. you're thinking, wait, their fathers were actually not friends. Their fathers were mortal enemies because right. Rhaegar Targaryen and and Robert and actual actual fathers, actual fathers, and Robert right. obviously killed Rhaegar the Trident with his warhammer. That Gendry now has a warhammer. And uh, speaking of Rhaegar, we got some dragon interaction with yes. John. I mean, that, that, see- that's number two. Was the dragon came down, touches Drogon. Oh, yeah. right. And the third part was Gilly reading yes. the book, and and now this is big because this rattles off. There is an annulment that you know Rhaegar got married to. It w- they didn't say the name, but it's you know more likely than not that it's Lyanna we're, Stark. We're, and we're checking the boxes. He's yeah. a target. He's legitimate now. It's, John is legitimate. legitimate. Has a legitimate claim to the throne. He is no longer a bastard. I don't think he really cares at this point. He is zoned in White Walker, White Walker, White Walker. But I, I, I think that obviously will but come to play a, way later when they figure out the related. It's going to be full circle because he, he's going to yet again. Pr- maybe sit on the Iron Throne, which he didn't even care about being the King of the North in the first place, and now right. here he is with the 
the rights to the throne. Yeah, so let's keep working backwards now. Starts off with Jamie yeah, and Bron coming out of the water here. Mm-hmm. Danny goes back. Everything's, you know, on now it looks like Danny kind of turned the tide of the war back to her right. favor. Uh, it looks like it's over. Is Danny now. Is she becoming like shades of her father, Aerys Targaryen? Is she the Mad Queen, or do you think it's just it's something she had to do to just say, "Hey, I'm the boss, and this is how it's going to be"? Or do you think it's like something deeper, and it's like, "Oh no, let's you know, she's going to turn into something really evil." No, I think I think she had a real. You know, you're thinking that at the beginning of the episode, you're kind of seeing uh, Tyrion interact with um, with who was he talking to when he there when he was saying like, "Don't be like oh, Varys. Yeah, yeah, Varys. Yep. Yes, exactly. So they're talking about. Um, she's looking like she has some traits like her father, but then I, then she talks to John and she's like, you know, how many men did you kill? And it's like, okay, I mean, you're see, you're kind of, you're kind of seeing both sides there. She's walking a tight line between uh, her father and and, and a just ruler. uh, Right. And she shows a little bit of signs of, of crossing that line, but I don't think she has yet. She gave, uh, uh, the Lannisters a choice, um, before setting them on a fire. I think that was, that was kind of for the greater good. Light these two dudes on fire, and the rest of them are going to bend the knee. We know that. One Tarly left only. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Sam. Sam, Sam's the heir to that family, yeah. obviously. He's the only one left. Uh, but, yeah, I think I think she's walking a tight yeah, line, and she crazy. hasn't crossed it yet. Sure. Not, not yeah. at least at this point. Yep. And we see, uh, like I said, Bronn and, and, and Jamie comes up. Jamie goes to Cersei. She knows of the whole plan with Bronn and meeting up with Tyrion. All of a sudden, Cersei has a, a, another a child now. Right, and it's like was. now it's throws in the wrench in the whole plan of is well Jamie the prophecy says he was supposed to do the full 180 become a good guy you know kill right. Cersei now and it's she, like well how prophecy also you know. says she's only have, supposed to have three, three kids, kids. Right. Yeah. oh boy yes but you also see the like when they're embracing at the end when they're hugging it's like they're still not completely on the same like she says don't ever betray me again and then like he's kind of like his eyes are dark oh everywhere so mm-hmm. it's like mm. I think I think the two the two uh, Lannister brothers are kind of on a, a same path sure. where they are yeah. questioning each, each side. Yes. They, they, they talk to each other there for what that's a great scene, I think, where they kind of reunite for the first time in a while. But uh, you've seen Jamie and Tyrion both question that they're 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 queens. That, right. And you can see it in their eyes. Great acting by both of them. Right. And finally, we think. You know, Winterfell is now back to normal. It has, mm-hmm. a, you know, you had the leader in John, you had number two in Sansa. Now Sansa's number one. Arya comes back, and Bran comes back, and like, all right, let's rock and roll. Yeah. Like the family we all right. love is all good again. And then there's it's still Littlefinger there. The yeah. guy who I said they're going to take out every episode is still there. He's just driving a wedge between the sisters, right? And he has this little plan where he knows Arya's going to be spying on him. And he he his plan works out. She goes and takes the note just like he wanted. But why doesn't she sense the? Well, that's that question. Is do you think Arya knows? Littlefinger knows. Is it is she pl- is she beating at Littlefinger in his own game, or do you think she's in some some deep doo doo? Right. And now Winterfell is now going to be you know destroyed again. We don't know. I think our, it, yeah. we're, we're going to f- obviously find out very soon since there's only two episodes left. Right. But the uh, she Sansa's either waking up to needle on her throat or Littlefinger's waking up really? to needle on her throat. Oh, either wow. way, like it, that's there's one or the other. She's either too smart to and she's seeing through Littlefinger's BS or. Uh, the the wedge actually worked and and Littlefinger might actually get closer than we would want him to to pull the rug right out of out from Jon Snow's grasp well, of, of the North like, which I, is I, unsu- unreal I just don't understand how he's still there why you know that, well right well because get him the, out the of veil. the veil he has a ties to the veil yes, that's what's keeping him around uh, and, and then Sansa knows that he did come for her and, and I guess it's better to be seeing what he's doing having him in the grasp sure. of Winterfell than um than yeah keep out your enemies close knows. yeah it's no just, exactly you just like we're so close and and you have all this like unrest going on in Winterfell such a snake meanwhile a little bit to the North you have the 
king of the north who's literally going out with this like this dream team of people and like a really a suicide mission and they're all, right. and you have and you have Littlefinger there just creating more chaos and like I mean this character he's great at it uh, I just I think personally like I've been saying I think Littlefinger's going down I think Arya's too smart remember she's no one she she's been trained better than anyone in Bravo exactly. she I think she's one step is she ahead. Arya no I'm just no kidding. she's uh, one that, step ahead that's dead uh, bold prediction for next episode okay before we get dive into fantasy sure. Uh, I and I want one from you guys too. Okay. Uh, well, give you a chance to think. I'll say yes. mine. Yes. Um, I think Arya's wolves. This is pretty bold, but it'd be awesome. Uh, Bran obviously knows that John in in the Suicide Squad has crossed the wall. Um, I think Arya's wolf and in the, the wolf pack is going to show up to Winterfell, and Bran's going to take him over. And, this and, is good. And go say him. Yeah, yeah. Because we saw in the preview that they're rushing from from White Walkers. They're running from something. Yeah. There's, yeah. They're running from the White Walkers. Something's going to have to step in or else we're wiping out all of all of the, the bad, bad dudes okay. in the show. Um, so, yeah, I, I think something's going to save them. I think that that's a little bold prediction that uh, an army of wolves is going to take them. I, I like that. A lot of a popular theory was that was the dragons are going to come. Do you yeah, think I think that's too big. It's too big. Yeah. But you know. think it's, but but it's think bold, the, though. You think it's game bold. From, it's bold. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but sure. I, I think that, I mean, they've been teasing Aussie that the wall is going to fall. You know, mm-hmm. I think that yeah. I think the wall is coming down and then. You have to. We're gonna have to use these three humongous dragons for wow. something. Yeah, right. Savvy like walls falling down. Dragons coming north. That's but crazy. Bold, bold, bold. I, I feel like it. I go. Mine's like not as bold. I was just gonna say. I actually thought that nobody was gonna die in the suicide mission. But now I'm thinking about it. I'm like, well, what's Beric's purpose? Beric's purpose. He said he has. He gives the chance to you know to do something for the Lord of Light. I think his last hurrah is somehow is to be the White Walker. Is to be either White or is to sacrifice himself. For John, who you know, the Lord, the Lord of Light does believe he is the prophet. Right. That's if one person was to go down. Unfortunately, sorry, Beric Dondarrion, you're the guy. See ya. Uh, that would that would be my bold, pre- less than savvy's, but it's still kind of bold. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned fantasy, so the game of Game of Thrones, game, 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 game of, of Thrones, Thrones, game, Game of Thrones, game. Big, right, go ahead. big, big week for this. Oh, coming the back, unsung. baby, coming back. Two forty-five in fourth place now, just behind Ike and Cynthia, two fifty, and then mm-hmm. I tied up our fearless leader, Dave Damashek, uh, uh, three twenty-five. I love so it. Me and Melvin of Dragons. We said last week with Chris Harris. We said last week that we can't have Dave. Win this league. No. I'm proud of you and your team for stepping up, <laughs> tying them up with thank, two to go, baby. Thank, thank you, Randall Tarley, for getting burned uh, by Drogon. <laughs> a big, for me a big 50, 50 exit points, right. And then you got wow. a, a nice uh, 50 spot from Brad. Yeah, as Once soon as I saw his eyes roll back, I'm like, You're like, yes, keep it coming. Cha-ching. And I think we're going to see it a few more times before the season Absolutely, I think you can bank on that. Yeah, bank on it. And to round out the standings, Kay and Kyle, 235, right behind you. And in fifth place, Colleen and Gons, 215. Claybon and Will Blackman, 185. Rumor is, Will Blackman may, you know, Come around these studios, these parts, Old and talk to us. So right. That'd be, pretty That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Uh, our good friend Chris Long at 145. Uh, Handsome Hank, 135. And then MJD. Well, he's at 20 now. Hey. So Maurice got more than 10. So that's good. He was at 10 for a while. At 20 <laughs> points, he's run out last So place. big scores this week outside of my team. Uh, I'm pretty sure Dave Damastark got some points too for the, for the new pregnancy. Right? Yes. He, the, he got the, the two oh, highest scores. As of now, as of today... On yep. a Monday, Bran and Randall, uh, the two leading scores with 50 With 50 points. a pop. Okay. Yeah. Jamie uh, and Cersei with 25. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what's going on now. I mean, characters have 
two more have perished. Uh, so Dickon Tarley and and Randall Tarley are now gone. There'll be gone. free agency yeah. movements in Dickon. our league. We'll miss you, buddy. Yeah, and uh, you know Sam now leaving. Sam, you know he's been my struggle for this league because he hasn't got any points for you know doing I think two of the biggest things in the season. The best thing for but now he's gone. Him leaving. him leaving, I think, is a good. He's back in the playing field. I, I yes. think so. Yep. Yes. So hopefully uh, that was also a prediction I had earlier on on our game 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 of Thrones review was that he him and John are going to reunite. Take before note, the out. There we go. I mean, the guy is smart. He stole a bunch of books, hopefully the good books. He yeah. heard about, you know, he's with Gil. He knows about Rhaegar. I yeah. mean, he's a really important character. For some reason, our league, I, I love the people we work with at Fantasizer, but they're just they're just giving, uh, they're giving Sam the cold shoulder. Yeah, cold so I, yeah. shoulder. But, I mean, I think he's well on his way. I hope so. I mean, I, look, we got to be check, right? That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah, that's, 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 that's all it is. That's what it comes down to. That's right. But anyway, until next week, we'll see you then. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a mid-sized SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower. Hybrid Max powertrain on limited and platinum trims delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even a standard digital key, a panoramic view mirror, and a 12.3-inch multimedia touchscreen so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Hi, I'm Gabby Reese. Join me and my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, on our journey with Laird Superfood. From our kitchen to yours, we've crafted delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and so much more using high-quality functional ingredients. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 for 20% off your first order.